Suppose nature gave a war and everybody came. The snakes, the birds, the lizards and frogs. Ribbit, ribbit, and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. You redid it to start off with that again? Yeah, it was just really loud last time, and it would have scared everybody. <laughs> now they're just confused instead of scared. <laughs> well, we're, I mean, we'll, we're going to talk about a movie that should reveal why I said such a mysterious thing. Okay. But who are you? I'm Sergio. Okay. And let's do some a 10-word review of a movie we watched in the last week. Okay, so Bridget Jones's Diary. An awful mess, just like that blue soup. Okay. I don't know why you would go ahead and steal my review. But no, I wrote fine. my review, and you stole it, and I wanted to get in ahead of that, so I didn't seem like I was copying you. Um, it totally, like, you literally blurted it out, and typically I'm the one who goes first, so let the audience know who it was that stole whose ideas. Brennan? It was you. <laughs> um, okay, so Bridget Jones's Diary, the ugly stepchild of Jane Austen adaptations. Yeah, and this is this is a group of movies that includes the Jane Austen book club, which is almost incoherent. That wasn't an adaptation, though. Uh, I guess you're right. That was just like a love letter. But neither was Bridget Jones's Diary. Can we <laughs> look? This naming a character Darcy does not make this Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> oh, this movie incensed me. I am enraged. I am emasculated. <laughs> no, I'm not. I mean, I, I guess. Hmm. What is masculinity when you think about it? Anyway, we're here to talk about frogs. Um, <laughs> I'm just letting you go on for as long as you want. I was just thinking of words that started with E, like envelope or mm-hmm. Sam Elliott, uh, which is the re- Sam Elliott. His mm-hmm. last name starts with E. Yeah, I was like, um, does that really start with an E? Okay, whatever. This is the first week of our Oscar Skeletons in the Closet month, where we look at um, the people who are nominated for the big acting awards, take one from each category, and we review a horror movie that they starred in back in the days before they got nominated for Oscars. Huh. Um, anyway, but yeah, so what we're doing is we're doing Sam Elliott. He's nominated for Best Supporting Actor for A Star Is Born. For some reason, I feel like he was barely in it. You know? I thought we were here to review frogs. Well, like, yeah, I was, just, I was just making conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you want to talk about A Star is Born, I can talk about A Star is Born. Barbara Streisand lit the okay. place up. Whatever. So, Sam Elliott is nominated. Was great. And I, for some reason, I remember I, I'd watched Frogs before, which is a very early Sam Elliott joint. Why would you watch this before? Just to have seen it. Okay. And I remembered thinking it was very boring. Um, but I was like, maybe it'll be fun this time. Spoiler alert, I was wrong. Anyway, Sam Elliott stars in Frogs, a 1972 nature run amok feature. And we're here to talk about it today. Well, it's, this is really off on the wrong foot today. Here's the plot of Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Unsurprisingly, grumpy southern chemical baron Jason Crockett, Ray Moland, is not terribly concerned with the environment. When Pickett Smith, Sam Elliott, a wildlife photographer in the area, stumbles upon the snake-bitten corpse of Crockett's gardener who, sent out, who was sent out to spray pesticide, he knows something is amiss. 
Smith attempts to warn Crockett and his family to postpone their 4th of July celebrations as local animals begin behaving strangely, but Crockett stubbornly refuses. So, we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. Uh, What's your scariness score for frogs? Well, my scariness score is more of like, not for this movie. What's it for? But it's more for the test of time. So it's a five. Time ravages all, Brennan, because let me tell you what. <laughs> the actor Sam Elliott in this movie uh-huh. is not the Sam Elliott that was in A Star is Born. Um, I was thrown aghast. <laughs> you were agog. I was so surprised because uh, Sam Elliott's such a beautiful man when he was younger. Yeah, who knew? He was 28 when he filmed this movie. And then at some point, someone told him to grow a mustache <laughs> and that that would be a great like career choice. I mean, I guess. Honestly, it was. Yeah. Uh, but it does nothing for his face. It hides that beauty that we saw in frogs. Um, in terms of like the actual scariness for the movie, it's like a one. That was well, yeah. really scary. No, I liked where you went with it though. Okay. It was very esoteric. I enjoyed that. Um, I'm also giving it a one. This movie's incredibly slow paced. If anything, it's more boring than I remembered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I had the slightest fond memories of it, mostly because Sam Elliott just takes his shirt off in a ridiculous proportion of the amount of movie that we get yeah um by the end of the movie he's just lost his shirt yeah he he no he has it hanging open like he's jesse in elm street too mm. <laughs> but yeah so that's something and i also i i thought it was interesting this time i really noticed i was really keyed into the fact that the like frogs ribbiting in the swamp around this like plantation home where they're all having their annoying fourth of july celebration mm-hmm um, there's just this constant, like constant blanket of frogs ribbiting that is like a cool element of the soundtrack. It kind of makes it atmospheric, and in a better movie, it would have been integrated really well. Mm-hmm. But also in a better movie, the frogs actually would have done anything because mm-hmm. most of the killer animals are like random newts and snakes and like leeches and spiders. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like it's a nature run amok. Amok. You could have called it swamp or something. Yeah. I don't know, uh, or like swamp things mm-hmm. um but yeah the frogs end up jumping on ray Milland at the end but like he doesn't it's in it's it doesn't really work hmm. anyway it's not a scary movie S- surprise did you have something to say no um i was never scared um and this comes from someone who was scared by frogs once uh just in your own life yeah um sh- small anecdote short anecdote me and Brennan were once uh, probably eating uh, Five Guys burgers. We were. We were on our way to Five Guys. I think we'd come back from Five Guys. Uh, no, we were probably getting dessert at um, Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Uh, no, let me tell. Let me tell you though. <laughs> sidebar to this story: getting dessert at Whole Foods means walking into Whole Foods, staring at the dessert counter, looking at the prices, and then leaving. Yeah, that's pretty much our our deal. Um, so on our way back from Whole Foods, probably after not getting anything. Uh-huh. We walked past this like weird, just random assortment of bushes, um, and it was like fenced off. Uh, but yeah, a little you... bit. It was like between the sidewalk and the parking lot. Mm-hmm. But all you heard was just frogs, uh-huh. frogs ribbiting and croaking and all manner of frog noises, and it was frightening. It was very scary because um, we were like, "Why are all these frogs making all of this noise all of a sudden?" Also, we're in Long Beach. Where did we get frogs? Yeah. I haven't seen a frog in 
maybe ever. I don't know if I've seen a frog. There's no frogs from where you grew up, and there's less. Well, I guess there probably are some more frogs where I grew up because I grew up by the riverbed. We do have um, marshland-ish here. The wetlands. Mm-hmm. But it's like, let me tell you what. I have seen several raccoons, coyotes, um, gophers. I saw a roadrunner once. I seen, I've seen a snowy owl, but I've never Ooh. seen frogs. <laughs> was it delivering a message to a wizard? I don't know what this owl was doing. I'm sure like it was telling someone that death was on its way. Oh, but what? Is it the Grim? Yes. Snowy Owl in Southern California, yeah. I guess so. like the new ice age is coming. Mm-hmm. Do, it's making it, its way. Are home. they called snowy owls just because they're white, or do they actually live in the cold? Because maybe we're just being dumb. I think I'm probably being dumb, but it was a white owl. I saw a white owl. That was pretty cool. That sounds fun for okay. you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay. Anyways, this movie was not scary at all. To the point that we're just listing animals we've seen once. Yeah. Um, yes. No, it wasn't. Um, I did love the frog croaking. Plenty of people also croaked, but that was less interesting. Mm. Um, let's move on to campiness. What's your campiness score? One. I think I'm going to give it two. A, I'm going to give it a two on concept alone. Okay. Give me your rationale. Well, look, the poster is great. Uh, well, depending on the poster, poster you see, but one of the posters is a frog with a human hand sticking out of its mouth, and I love that. Okay. Um, I love the fact that the evil lizards that are, like, killing one of the dudes in the greenhouse, um, first of all, it keeps panning past this one lizard with its mouth wide open, and it looks like he's grinning like a maniac, and it's <laughs> it so looked, cute. Yeah, the lizard looks like it's having the best time of its life. It really does. It's having such a great time, and I really can't blame it for killing whatever annoying white person it was. Mm-hmm. Because, look, these people deserve it. They are rich white people who are ruining the environment. This movie speaks to yesterday and it speaks to today. Mm-hmm. We have not changed a single thing. No. If anything, we've gotten worse. Yes, that's very true. Sam Elliott warned us back then. We weren't listening. Anyway, the lizards know chemistry. They keep knocking over these bottles of poison that combine to make a gas, uh, which is very exciting. Also, just the constant shirtlessness on the part of one Monsieur Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gave it a one or, or one or two. What are we landing on for you? I gave it a one. There wasn't anything really campy. I don't recall there being any jokes that were fun. Um, uh, the characters were kind of really over the top, so maybe that warrants a two. Uh, but for the most part, everything was just really unremarkable about this movie. That is really true. It. I feel like we'll get to this later too. I feel like it had a potential for something. It just didn't achieve it in really any category of thing that it's possible to achieve i think it was just really low budget um i give them credit for pulling off a um a like a complete film given what i assume (laughs) their budget was it's 90 minutes of visuals with audio attached Uh like they set out to make a movie and they did that so no one can take that away from them uh but a lot of the deaths weren't really all that frightening. At one point, it seemed like someone was being killed by a turtle. Oh yeah, D- did we? Did that scene even finish, or did it just cut away? Because she got stuck in mud, and a turtle was swimming towards her, and she was screaming, and we were like, "What? Okay." Uh-huh. And then it I just, get it that nature is gross, but yeah, all you see is really like the camera, like kind of just like zooming in more on the turtle, and it, I guess it's kind of assumed that because the camera zooming in on the turtle, the turtle is like attacking her, and that she is no more. But did she live or survive? Because there were a number of people who died off camera. I think she died. But yeah, this really is attack of the stock footage more than anything. It's just a, 
And it's so much. It's constantly cutting between the action and stock footage. And I'm being very liberal with the use of the term action to begin with. Mm -hmm. But the stock footage just just deflates Mm -hmm. the pacing like just a leaky balloon. Uh A lot of it requires the like um, the viewer to be vested into what's happening Mm -hmm. to like, you know, suspend belief and uh, really think that this person's being attacked by spiders and the webs and the tree or something. Uh, but it's all really just terrible effects. Um, Which brings us to our effects score. What is your effects rating? Um, my effects score is two. Okay. Um, I'm giving it a one. <laughs> maybe even a three, but that's only because I'm including like the wrangling of animals in in this movie's score. Did they wrangle animals? They had a lot of animals. So they had them. I think it's they not like just... they just let them go free. No, I think they did. I think they just found a lot of wild animals and just took shots of them, just kind of staring into the middle distance. They had like dragons in this movie. Like Komodo dragons? Yeah, like those big dragons. I I really don't want to sell you a false bill of goods. There are no (laughs) dragons in this movie. Uh, Okay, fine. There's no secret twist ending. No Game of Thrones dragons. Um, uh, But there were like those big lizards that people call dragons. Okay. They were in this movie. Are they hard to wrangle? You can just pick up a lizard. They're big. Those things are big. Have you seen them fight on the Discovery Channel? I have. It's a sight. Probably a sight loads more interesting than this mm. movie. They had like spiders on people, um, a whole mess of frogs. Uh, those are scary things and that required some execution and some careful planning. So I give them credit for that. I don't know. Careful planning. I mean, maybe the maybe it was a challenge to get those lizards to knock off the like vials of poison, possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like an action move. But mm-hmm. otherwise, it's mostly just... People flailing, and then it cuts to an animal just kind of standing there, or, or in some cases, a cute lizard smiling. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then there were there's two scenes. There's the one where the lady is about to get attacked by leeches eventually. I don't know how. And then the one where the guy's attacked by spiders, where they seem to get covered in this like pulsing living web. I guess that seems like it's like an Evil Dead, the forest coming alive thing. But yeah. that's not what this movie's going for. No, and I think the movie could have maybe had something if it did that. If it went for like the fact that the Earth is trying to kill these terrible people, yeah, the Earth itself is rejecting the cancer that is humanity uh-huh. and righting some wrongs. Um, but they didn't really. I think they just used the moss as like a, a vestige of the animals. Yeah, well, to obscure the fact that they had no animals con- in contact with people, like uh-huh. for basically any portion of the mm-hmm. runtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, I did this to you. But Sam Elliott, you mm. you learned that he was handsome. Sergio was thirsty as hell during this whole movie. He would not shut up about how attractive Sam Elliott was. To be fair, there was nothing else to talk about. Yeah, but it was a it was a delight. Mm-hmm. I referenced the tweet. If you are curious about what this tweet was, no, feel you free. don't need to. See, no one needs to see this tweet. Um, anyway, I'll text Brennan, and Brennan will run it past me. No. Um, what's your quality score for this movie? We've seen worse, though, too. What would you say is worse than this? I can't think off the top of my head. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sure we have. I feel like Vampires was probably worse. That was a lesbian one, right? Yeah. That one was bad. Um, we've seen a lot of bad movies, Brennan. I'm drawing yeah, a blank. Yeah, we have. Okay. That's fine. Um, but, so, sorry, what are you Cards of it? Death. 
We didn't watch that for the podcast. We didn't, but we've seen it, and it was terrible. Here, let me ask you this. Was Bridget Jones's diary worse than this movie? No. No, you're right. I still hated that movie, though. I'm so upset because it's like a widely popular movie, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, even if I don't like it, it'll be inoffensive, and I was deeply, to my core, offended by this movie and its assertion that an- this is not... This is not the Bridget Jones Review podcast. Okay, I can't get distracted. Okay, read my review of it later. It'll be on my blog. Okay, you guys um, all heard that. Uh, I'm giving it the frogs two out of five. Um, See, not that bad. Yeah, I don't know. I think it probably deserves a one out of five, but I think I like the I like the theory of it. I like this movie on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's something interesting there. I mean, obviously, it's an eco horror film. It's about like. You know, like I said, the animals of Earth teaming up to, like, beat away the people that are polluting and poisoning the planet. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. But also there's some actual sort of metaphors for that. I like that one of the kills takes place in a greenhouse, which is, like, an indoor area where humanity tries to trap and control nature. Um, you're really try- you're really <laughs> trying to find something to like about this movie. And I love it, but... Brennan, sweetie. It's, no, I think there's It's just a dumb movie. You're quote. Are you quoting Mark? I am from my so podcast? quoting Mark Werewolf. Uh, whatever. Um, no, but I also think in the beginning, um, Sam Elliott is taking pictures in a canoe, and the uh, rich assholes are toddling around in their motorboat, and they almost run him over. And I think that's an effective, me- like, character building metaphor as well. Like, he's mm-hmm. kind of a man of the nature mm-hmm. and he kind of understands it better and they're just kind of tooling around and just mm-hmm. destroying things kind of wantonly yeah i thought that the opening credits while i did complain that they were long and unnecessary aka um, most of the movie <laughs> i do think that it did establish a uh, good job of what it was i guess trying to go for <laughs> um, yeah like the credits are running over the still shots of photos that he takes mm-hmm. a lot of them are of animals you know uh, but there's also shots of like water being poured into the. I mean, like oil, like oil, and it's just like well, I don't know, waste. We, we just see like water. It's just like liquid. You kind of assume though that it's waste. It's that brown. It's some kind of. Well, I mean, so is the swamp water. Whatever. Swamp water is brown, uh, but you assume that it's toxic in nature. So, uh-huh. like, it does a good job of establishing that, of making you think that this is what's happening and this is what this movie's going to be about. Uh-huh. And then you see this, you know man of the this man in denim this denim man uh yeah this canadian tuxedo to sam elliott uh he is 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 that an expression yeah like a full denim outfit was it canadian tuxedo yeah it's probably racist to canadians hey joe are you cool with this i need permission um i forgot where i was going with that um but photographs of pollution yeah, yeah 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 sorry this um canadian denim guy uh, he's, as you said, run over by these rich people. And so that's a really good way of like letting you know whose side you're going to be on in this movie and uh-huh. whose side you're going to hate um, or which side you're going to hate. Um, and that's the side of the rich. So I think yeah. that first opening part was really promising. But boy, oh boy, did it go downhill pretty quickly from there. That is fair. Um, I will say there is a moment in this movie that I really, really liked a lot. 
Um, there is a subplot that doesn't really have anything to do with anything uh-huh. um, about one of the um, kids and one of the adult sons of this family has brought home a lover and she is an African-American model. Uh-huh. She's oh, she's beautiful. She wears the most incredible outfit on day two of this movie and I love it so much. It's so colorful and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But she has a moment because the obviously no one in this family is black. The only other black mm-hmm. characters are the servants. Um, there's a man and a woman who like work for mm-hmm. this family. The proletariat classes. Yes. Um, the, you know, the, they're, they're the bodies being crushed by capitalism. Yes. But yes, no, this, this woman who is a rich model and she's like rich enough to be able to hobnob with these awful white people who mm-hmm. literally call Ray Moland refers to themselves as the ugly rich, uh. um, which is not inaccurate, but there's a really sweet little moment where she finds herself alone with the maid. And reveals that her name's actually the same as the maid. She goes by Bella, but her name is Maybell, which is the mm-hmm. same as the maid. And they have a little moment where they drink together and kind of bond. Mm-hmm. And the maid's like, if you ever like want to get away from you know these people and have a nice, friendly conversation, I'm always here, like over here for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, a nice moment of kind of reaching across class barriers because they realize they're bonded by something more important than that. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the seventies when, you know, things were even worse than they are now mm-hmm. and it's not great now. Uh-huh. Perhaps it's a commentary that, uh, not even through wealth are, um, racialized bodies, uh, protected or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause then they all die in the end together. That is true. Um, you know, the requisite, if you're not white in a horror movie, you're not going to survive, mm-hmm. but they made it. A good long while and they also were very smart and they left the house when things started yeah, getting going I did down like how they were like you know what mr uh what's the guy's name mr crockett mr crockett i did like that last name now that i think of it yeah um they were like we have to leave like this is time to go they're, they're uh, like this is literally a crisis <laughs> mm-hmm. uh and he was like never you fools you it's like you'll ruin my birthday party mm-hmm. Well, he was saying they were traitors or something. They were they were disloyal, yeah, because they wanted to leave at the first manufactured crisis. And they were like, "No, we just we want to get off this island because everything is dying." Yeah, before we're murdered by well, not frogs, because the title is a lie. Yeah, um, and they do leave, although they still die. But yeah, they had well, the right. They had the, they right, had the right, spirit. right. Look, they were in the right, mm-hmm. no matter what. And I just I really liked that little moment, and I wish the movie had more of those. But of course. The thing this movie has to say is not about race. It's about ecology. It's about frogs. Yeah, it's about it's about pollution. Like, very obviously so. And that's the thing that it has on its mind. But if I had a chance to remake this movie, which probably... You know what? Could be cool. I would watch a remake of Frogs. Because, like I said, in theory, it's, real, it's a fun movie with amphibians destroying people. And I'm into that. Mm-hmm. This movie just did not live up to the promise of that. Mm-hmm. But if I were to make a remake, I would definitely make that a much more prominent feature of it mm-hmm. and kind of discuss her relationship to this white family. Cause we don't even know what she sees in this annoying guy that she's with. And we barely know which one she's with because all the white dudes look the same in this movie, mm-hmm. except for Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, the green book of frogs by Brendan Klein. Gross. No, don't, don't throw me in with that movie. Mm-hmm. And also I don't need to make this movie. But if I did, 
that's what it would be about. I think there's a lot of the Green Book of Frogs. No, <laughs> shut up! I hate you. I hate you so much. Uh, where, what else are you looking at your notes for? We've said all there is to say. Yeah, this movie doesn't have a lot to it, does it? No. I was just trying to read my handwriting. <laughs> um, was there something I was going to ask the people of the podcast about? I don't know. I feel like I was going to put a poll to them. Okay. Okay. Yes, friends, patriots. Um, and countrymen, uh, I have a question. If someone says earlier, do you think they mean earlier as in today or literally oh days, if not weeks ago? Cause me and Brendan were having a conversation where he said, Oh, I mentioned that to you earlier. And when he said earlier, he meant literally days, if not weeks ago, it was earlier than the moment that we were discussing <laughs> And he was under the impression that I should have known that it was referring to the weeks ago part. Okay, call me Billy Pilgrim because I am unstuck in time and I don't know when I, anything happens. So forgive me for forgetting it wasn't today. Okay, that's it. That's my little soapbox moment. Anyway, yeah. No, literally, this was a conversation we had hours ago before we even watched You mean the earlier? I hate you so much. This podcast is canceled. <laughs> no, um, it literally it was earlier, <laughs> so it was an earlier moment in time than now, because we are in a linear timeline, mm-hmm. and we go from the past to the present to the future. Anyway, so all events are earlier. <laughs> Fine, there but... is earlier and there is now. But if something's earlier, like days ago, you don't say earlier. Anyway, so we were having this conversation earlier, and Sergio was like, I'm going to bring it up on the podcast. And I forgot about it. I assumed he would forget about it, but not so. Sergio's pettiness knows no limits. There is no ceiling (laughs) to how petty you can be. (laughs) My pettiness is eternal. Anyway. (laughs) Are you excited for the other movies that we have to review for this podcast? I am. I am very excited for the other movies. And I hope they all are an improvement on this one. Um, The one we're doing next week, I'll tell you in just a sec. But first, here's how you can get in contact with the show. You can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook. Some people are still on that, apparently. Um, And our theme song is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo. Yeah, it's good. Um, anyway, so next week, it's the second movie of the month that I also have seen before. But when I watched it, I actually liked it. So that's probably going to be an improvement. Um, and the other two in the month are going to be ones I haven't seen, which I'm excited for also. Cool. But um, we're moving on to Best Supporting Actress. We're going to be discussing Amy Adams in an early role in the 2000 film Psycho Beach Party. Um, she has a much smaller role in that movie than Sam Elliott has in this movie, but it's still super fun. And Beth Broderick, who plays Aunt Zelda, is there. And, also, and the original Sabrina. Yeah, the original Sabrina. And uh, Nicholas Brendan, who played Xander in Buffy, is there. It's 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 a fun movie. I'm so excited for it. All right, cool. Me too. Yeah, anyway, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you in a week. And until next time, good luck on your journey and stay away from those frogs. And stay gold while you're at it. Rivet, rivet. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.